Welcome to Be Inspired with Wumiela Bate podcast. I'm your host, Wumiela Bate. This is a place to be, to be enlightened, motivated, and most importantly, to be inspired. Please relax and enjoy today's conversation. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Be Inspired with me, Wumiela Bate. This is a place to be, to be educated, informed, motivated, and most importantly, to be inspired. My guest today holds a degree in English from Bowen University in Nigeria. Two years ago, Tomiwa displayed our first collections and named it Extra Bride's Legacy. It was at that very moment she realized that a time had arrived and the world was taking notice too. Fast forward to last year and things have accelerated at a rapid speed for her, making waves in the luxury fashion industry. She has designed beautiful outfits for multiple celebrities, both home and abroad. Please welcome Tomiwa Daniel. Yeah, thank you so much for being on this show, Tomiwa. Thank you, pleasure being here. By the way, I love this dress. Thank you so much. <laughs> so I just want to go straight to the conversation. I kind of know a whole lot about you, but I just want you to tell my audience how this whole thing started because yeah. I know you, you study English yeah. and then I was waiting for you to be something else and eventually I know, <laughs> <laughs> I know. that's also a designer so can you explain what was okay. the what was the reason what was the reason well growing up I wanted to be a learner I didn't I never thought I was going to go into fashion but after uni I was waiting on my NYSE so I just thought pending the time let me just do something in my time instead of roaming about right so I thought okay makeup I already learned makeup I went for makeup training I was like nah there's no need so I just thought the next thing, because I've always liked fashion anyway. So I just went to a fashion school. When I got there, he said, oh, before you learn how to sew with the machine, six months. And I'm like, nobody has this time of me. I don't have this time at all. So I went to meet the um, instructor. I was like, is there no way I can just focus on a particular aspect of fashion, like detailing and all of that, instead of me wasting like two years on learning how to sew, cut and everything. Then the guy was like, oh, that's actually a smart move. And I learned that. And that was it for me. So when I, when I got done there, I, I didn't know how to sew, honestly. But I knew how to detail, which is one thing that is making me stand out among all other designers right, right now. So when I learned that, I started like making dresses, small Ankara gowns. I started selling and defining it. You know, I remember one time when you just had your, when you just got married, right? So you got a job, even yeah. well paid. I was thinking that you're going to actually venture into that before you now start become a fashion designer. So what was the reason for you to start? When when I got the job, the job was a well-paying job, three fifteen a month. I mean, I was still a small job. It was a lot of money to me. But then I just looked at it like, okay, my friends that were working before now, like before I got the job, they were always relating their challenges. Oh, I want to do this. I want to be here at this time. But I can't be here because of my job. I have to take permission from my boss. Most of them are very nasty buses. So whenever they have to be somewhere, they can't even be there because of the buses. So I just really needed to make money and still be in control of my time and my life. Yeah. So that's why I just thought to do my own thing on my own. That's it. So how was the switch for you? Was it easy? Because that was because I remember from time, you always like to select, you select my clothes sometimes when you come to the house. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not new to that. Yeah. So was it easy you letting go of that well-paid job? 
to now say, okay, I really want to do my own thing. Was it easy well, for you? Well, it took confidence and the fact that you had God. You know, there's a kind of confidence you have when you, you're sure like, okay, whatever I do, I will prosper in it. Right. So I committed it in the hands of God and I knew definitely you can't commit something in the hands of God and feel. Right. I've never seen anyone like that. Only if they didn't commit 100%. But then there were so many people that motivated me growing up. You. Yeah. You. So I remember when I finished school and you sat me down, you told me, Listen, there's no pride in getting money from men. You don't need to take anybody's money. It's only tips that behave like that. I remember that conversation. And you're like, I can afford anything I want. You should be able to do that by the time you get to my age. Even before then. And I had that at the back of my mind. Like, okay, I've spoken to my sister about this. I just really wanted to be able to do things on my own. So that was the motivation. So it wasn't easy when I started, honestly. It was not. When I started, people would message me. Oh, I want to make this dress. And you tell them, oh, person is telling you next minute, are you sure you will not run away? Are you sure you will not abscond with my money? But I didn't mind. I just focused on where I was going because I knew the end result. I knew where I was going. So that was it. Talking, uh, talking about uh, how you get started, I remember that uh, you started not just uh, in your big uh, lucky outlet now. Mm -hmm. Can you explain how you... Where? Okay. where because I know <laughs> that. <laughs> okay, so... So I started in my BQ. Okay. Then I told my husband, I was like, I need to start small. So if this business does not go well, let me just close down quickly before people will notice. So then I bought two sewing machines. I had to go and return one. Because I was, yes, I committed it in the hands of God. But you know the way Lagos is? You know the way the fashion industry is saturated? I was like, hmm. If this thing does not go well, if I buy one machine, I won't invest too much. Right. So it's easy for me to fold up quickly before they notice I even came out in the first place. <laughs> So that was my mindset. When I returned to the machine, it was like, why are you returning? Don't you believe in God? And I'm like, Yoga, in this case, let me just start small. So I started in my BQ. Let me see, this space we are. The BQ was like half of this place. Right. So then I started with my friends, being my lab rats. I just called them, come. Come and take your measurements. Let me make dresses for you. So my friends, Bimi and Onome, I started experimenting with them. I had one tailor then. We started sewing. The guy would make mistakes. I'll sit down there, but I was happy doing it. Right. I felt like this was my industry, as small as it was. Very tiny room, but I was just happy. So when I got the call for the first time from a client, and she was like, oh, I want to make a dress. I'm like, wow, really? You I was jumping. I ran upstairs. I didn't tell everybody. I have a new client. Then she was like, okay, I want to come for consultation. I was like, Jesus, where will I arrange as my office? I just quickly arranged my waiting room. I put my chair there. I went to put empty papers. I just arranged it like, a, like an office setting. So when she came, the first money she paid me was 35000 That 35000 was like $10 million. Because I just felt like someone believed in what right. I had to offer. So that's the basic. That's where I started. And then from there, you just start moving. Well, moving. after a while, after like, I think it was like a month. It wasn't a month. After like three weeks, people kept coming. I was even scared like, hey, God. But I was happy. So my husband said I was serious with it. The day he made up his mind, I needed to get a space. So I didn't know it was in the sitting room. So clients came to my mini office, my waiting room. So then I started changing their clothes. It was like, what is all this inside my house? He just called me. He was like, listen, come. You need a space. These your clients are taking you seriously. This is the point you need a space. And from there, I went to, I got a store in Lakey Face 1. And that was it. And God just, he just moved in with me. So that's it. So I want to ask, um, how did Extra Brides comes into play? How, the name? Why, the name. How did you come about the name? Okay, so when I go for people's weddings, mm -hmm. 
I always go for the best designers. When you give me a shabby, you know definitely when I'm coming. I want va boom. I want to come there and look very nice. So anytime I get to people's weddings, they're like, are you the bride? Are you the bride? So I knew very well that, yes. No, some people say, oh, you're too extra. You're too extra. You're not the bride. So I just took extra and, oh, are you the bride? The question everybody asks me all the time. Because that's the way I like to dress. So I just thought of extra bride. That was all I had in my mind. I just said, okay. So the, um, the idea behind extra brides was, Dress like you're the bride for every event. So my husband was like, we need it to be like something you can pronounce together. You know, so okay, let's add Lagos. So that's why we have XPL, Extra Brides Lagos. So that's how I got the name. I'm really that's enjoying it. Wow. Well, for the, name. the next question, we're going to go on a short break. I'm the right back. Welcome back to Be Inspired with me, Wamiya Lebete. So, Tomiwa, so explain to me what are the challenges you face in this space? Well, it's been a lot. I won't lie, it's not been a smooth ride. It's been bumpy. But yes, what keeps me going is the fact that I make good money. <laughs> that keeps me going. That makes me happy. So, when the stress, I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Like, it's worth it. So, for example, the major challenge I have is with workers. Okay. Trust me, I feel like dealing with tailors is like dealing with the most special kind of woman beings. Hmm. I've seen a tailor that would instruct, okay, this is how I want it. Because what I do is, the part I come in is finishing. That's what I do. Finishing like the blazer you're wearing, for example. After they make it, then all of these appliques and accessories on it. That's what I do. That's why I come in. So that's what I focus on. But the time they are sewing, the way, the way you're wearing this dress, I want it short. I have a particular tailor that will tell you, Ma, this dress is too short for a woman. <laughs> this one believes that you can't be wearing a short dress. It makes it long. And I'm like, what is this? So many cases, okay, the owner of the dress wants a cut on the bust to be this deep. He's like, it's not good for existence. <laughs> so you see all these challenges with workers. That's like the major challenge I have. Wow. Clients, I manage my clients well. But you see sometimes, some clients will run you mad. I've had a client, a bride, she came in, she was like, this dress, I don't know what is wrong with it. I don't like it. I said, no problem. I need you to be happy. Do you want me to do a refund? She said, no. I've had another client that was angry because I didn't record and put on my Instagram. So there are so many. So you, this is not something you can sit down and say, okay, I'm expecting this problem. I'm ready for it. No. Different people show up because I guess you interact with so many people every day. So how do you now manage it? Sometimes I pray. There was a time I felt like the devil came to meet me in that store, in form of a client. So sometimes, these kind of things, you just have to pray. So every day when I wake up, I just pray like, God, don't send me someone that will stress me today. If clients don't stress you, tailors will stress you. At a point, I made it compulsory, like morning devotion every day. So yes, it might sound funny, but prayers work, honestly. It helps people behave themselves. Like this one, I used to change people's style now. I have to pray. That God should, I have to tell my pastor, like this man, because he's really good at what he does. The only um, problem he has is changing people's style. Mm. So that's it, basically. Prayers, and you keep talking to them, and you just keep checking and balancing every time. That's really good, because I like the fact that you know what really worked for you. Because yeah. from time, before you started off this business, 
you put it before who? Before God. Yeah. And then he needs to. There's a problem. You have to go. God, Baba, what's going on? Yeah. So another thing I want to understand because I remember me coming to you. Uh, I wanted to make one dress for my colleague's fiftieth uh, birthday. Yeah. You know how to talk through clients to do what you feel that is right because then I remember that, that was not what, <laughs> that wasn't what, what I really wanted. But you. Eventually, I love the hard come. So, have you ever faced that kind of client that will tell you that, oh, this is what you want me to sew? But that's not what I want. That's what I oh, want. Yes. And how did you do that? It happens a lot of time. For example, you see a style, you see a dress on a size 8, you're a size 16. You tell me that's what you want. I'll try my best to talk you out of it. Like, listen, the body type is different, but I had one particular adamant client. She said, no, I'm going to wear my waist. Like, okay, that's fine. She came to meet me for fittings. Honestly, that dress was horrible. But I was just there. I'd warned you before now. She was not like, okay, what can you do for me? Oh, Ma, you have to pay another money wow. for me to construct another dress. So sometimes I let people do what they want. So anything that is left of it, then we can manage it. But at that point, I'll collect my money because I must have advised you. That's why I'm there. For you to come to me, I expect you to trust my judgment. But some people don't. That's fine. Whatever happens, you dance to it. That's cool. Tommy, while you've been in this industry for just um, two years to say, technically, <laughs> so less than two years, how did you manage it? How do you, how did you interrupt this industry? You know, you said something earlier. When you know what works for you, just go for it. What works for me is just putting everything in the hands of God. That's just it. Because Sometimes I sit and I wonder, like, how did I get this far? The time is too short. I just find myself moving so fast. Even me, I don't know how. Trust me. So many times, I'm like, how did I come this far? But it's just God. So I'm aware of the God factor in my life. And that's what keeps me going. So that's it. So how do you update yourself over time? Because Well, I read books a lot. Okay. I read books. I watch um, fashion shows. I always want to, like, Keep up and the people that inspire me, they're not Nigerian designers. I look at people abroad that everybody worships, like, oh my god, this person is the lord of fashion. Those are the people that inspire me, those are the styles I pick and I want to like try. So, when a big designer, like everybody looks up to international designers, when um, when they release designs, I like to I'll just pick a style. I'll look at it, I'll call people, which one do you think is the most difficult among these designs, among this collection? That's the one I'll pick, that's the one I want to work on. And that's why I find my workers, ma, our styles here, they are too difficult because I like difficult things. It makes me know what I can deliver. So that's it. So how was the reaction when, um, when you first got your first million? How did you feel? Mm, I was very happy. The clients just came in and she was like, okay, so I want like this number of dresses. And I'm like, okay, so this is the amount. But I can give you this time. Because the bill to me was a lot. It was over two million. And she was like, no, 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 no. I don't want a discount. I want you to function well. Eh? I said, okay. <laughs> when she paid that money to my accounts, even the accounts shook like, okay. I was like, mm. I didn't sleep that day. I was just thanking God. I didn't want to spend the money. I was just looking at it. I opened my phone again. I checked my balance. I was, I was that happy because I didn't expect it to come so fast. So you so. mentioned something earlier that what keep you moving is the fact that you're making money from, from this industry. Yeah. So there's also something else. Can you please explain to me who is your support system other than God? My husband. He's always there from looking for designs, 
Sometimes I'm stressed at work. He comes there and says, like, okay, do you want us to sleep over so we can monitor these guys? Yes, he has a very busy schedule, but he stays with me. Money, like he's into the business. He knows everything about the business from head to toe. You know, it's very, like, it's not common. Most husbands, they just establish you. They just back up. No, it's like Manage. he runs the business with me. I can't even say he's the main director. I always tease him and tell him, oh, this is my chairman. But really, he is. Because from picking designs, he randomly searches for designs for me. He sends to me. I think you should try this. He goes as far as like, okay, setting up a style. If you get this style, I give you this amount. If you get this, because he just wants to try my abilities. And that has been helpful. Very supportive. Great. Thank you to Mr. Daniel. Mr. Daniel, thank you. No, we always say that. <laughs> thank all you. The time. God bless like, you. <laughs> we, you transform us. Thank you so much, Mr. Daniel. So I know that in this industry, you design for a lot of celebrities. No, Sally, Millie, everybody. You design for a whole lot. Have you ever faced a celebrity come to you that, oh, tell me why I want you to make this cloth for me. I want a discount or I won't pay for it and then I will blow your brand. So how oh, did you handle that? A lot of them. That's what they do most of the time. They will call you, hello, uh, my name is this day. Oh, hi. Because I don't pretend I don't know them. I know you. Hi. So I want this dress. I want this dress. Okay, no problem. I'll send you an invoice. And they're like, invoice? And I'm like, okay, invoice. Are you not expecting to pay? And they're like, no, don't worry. Just give me dresses. I'll give you exposure. I'll give you this. My, my workers will not take exposure at the end of the month. My generator would not take exposure. So I don't pay attention to that. I do not. For example, I've worked with Funky Akideli. I've worked with a lot of them. She's one particular person I know that. She's an amazing person. I'll say this. She won't even ask you for a discount. She understands that, okay, for you to tell me this is the amount, you must have sat down to look at your overall cost. So when you give Mrs. Fuki Akidele a bill, she's like, okay, no problem. They'll reach out to you. So for that reason, she had a shoot one time. I was even the one that was telling Medlin Boss because she's a fashion stylist. I was like, I need to give this woman a gift because she's not the type that will come and bully you into getting free clothes. So I always turn them down. My brand is not free. It's an expensive brand. So you cannot just come and rubbish it and just be expecting free things. So I don't do free things for people. I told me what I realized that you started doing uh, like a styling uh, clients okay. and then all those full packages. So why did you venture into that? Too? Well, that was a shop in, in I stopped already. It was just for the, like during the pandemic. You know, when people could not go out, there were no parties. I just had to think of something to do because most designers were not making clothes. So all I just did is I was bringing the dresses to you. You order your dress, like it came with a package, photography, makeup and styling. So you do your shoots in your house. Everybody was bored. We needed something to do. Money wasn't coming in, so I just had to devise a means. Like, okay, since there are no parties, there must be something. Just sit at home. We'll come. We'll come with the full crew. You make yourself happy because I know everybody likes photo shoots. Right. So that's why I started. And once movement started, I stopped it. So how did you, uh, how do you handle competition in your industry? Like I said, the people that motivate me, they're not Nigerian designers. If you ask me, I'll tell you I'm the best in the game because I know what I bring to the table. And I see that so many people keep copying my styles. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's for me to know that, yeah, I'm doing something right. So that's it. I love that. So many people keep on coupling your style. That shows that you're doing something right. A lot of people don't realize that. I really love that. So 2020 was a tough year for a whole lot of people. So how did you skate through? Well, I don't know. Let me say first things first. 2020, the 
my blessing of 2020 was my signature blazer set. So when everybody, like I said, there were no events. That year was crazy for everybody else. Maybe it wasn't crazy for me. I sold um, over 100 pieces of that signature blazer set. So it's a case of thinking out of the box. Like I said, people like to look good. People like something. They like to be dressed in dresses that make them feel good about themselves. So when we invented the ready-to-wear um, signature blazer set, it was a luxury piece. It was expensive. But it was really nice and catchy. I'd before then, I'd never seen a very shiny, like what you're wearing. I'd never seen a very shiny fabric as a blazer set. Nobody was doing it in Lagos, not even in Nigeria. So when I just thought about it, I started it and everybody loved it and everybody started ordering. So the money I even made on signature blazer sets, I didn't make it the previous year on dresses. Wow. Yeah. That's so you kept on thinking and using the advantage of, uh, of the pandemic. Of the pandemic to so my own good use. That is really good. So Thank what you. is coming up for Extra Brighter Lagos? Well, a lot. Extra brides later. Lagos. I know you always correct me, but yes, I'm not. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> so the thing is, I have so many things to unveil. I have so many things because we'll be turning two in May, two years in May. I have so many things to unveil. We have so many things. I'll not spill it yet because this is Lagos. Everybody knows how to fab I guess. So let's <laughs> let's hold on with it. But yes, our ready to wear store is in progress. We're moving to a bigger space and. Everything is falling in place. That's what I can say for now. Samoa, thank you so much for being on this show. So your You're final welcome. word for a lot of people, like a student that have used to be in your shoe, and there's some people are struggling to really do what they really love to do. So what is your final word for them? Well, I'll say it's important you surround yourself with people that will make you win. If the person you're looking up to is, I don't know, if the person is just anyhow, your own life too will be anyhow. For example, you, I was looking up to you. I just was like, Auntie Umi is so young. Auntie Umi has this number of cars. She's, she has everything in place. She has a family. You made me believe, yes, you can have a family and you can still have good things going on for you. So I really wanted to follow that path and that's why I'm here today. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. I'm sure you grab a lot from Tomiwa Daniel. She said a lot of things that I really, really love, especially the fact that when you're starting something, you want to put it in the hand of God. Someone say that he will put everything in the hand of God. See God and in everything they do. Know exactly what you want. Surround yourself with the people that will support your mission. I'll see you next time on Be Inspired with me, Omiela Bote. Bye for now. Mm -hmm.